<laughs> hello, hello, hello. After a short hiatus, the boys are back. Episode 19. Felt like a long hiatus. It did, it did. But hey, one week off, we're back in the mix. Crushing a few beers, talking some shit with the fellas. Your man here, Jeff Versace Jotry. I got some special... Uh, <laughs> did you forget your name for a moment? I did, yeah. <laughs> some special co-hosts this week. Uh, Brennan Dassey and Stephen Avery are actually in the studio today. <laughs> You're Dassey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't even hate on it. No. It's uh, it's fair to say that Josh is low energy. He had a big, no, no, big weekend. I'm, so I'm not expecting a lot from you tonight. If you need to shut your microphone off, that's fine. Sounds good, buddy. Can I be Teresa Hallback? <laughs> I don't know where that's going. I do. I'm stirring the pot real quick, baby boys. Um, yes, we're back. Reincarnated like Tupac. That was good, eh, Baines? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know if you can tell yourself that it's good. You told oh, me no? you had yeah. this fire intro, and yeah, so far <laughs> it's talking about making a murderer and Tupac. That's all I need in life. I'm pretty much set. Very relevant. Let's, yeah. cut, let's cut right to the shit here. Uh, Power Man, how the fuck was your weekend? It was... Uh, I just noticed you're condom- commenting on my Instagram at four in the morning, so just, you know... Oh, yeah. Want to say You how- and many others. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, I had some friends in from out of town that I haven't seen in a while. Mm. Um, so I don't think over between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I didn't get home before 7 a.m. <laughs> so, Holy shit! Uh, I'm feeling great. Thankfully, we had Thanksgiving on Monday, so I had all day to party on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. There's a new rat king in town. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out the way. Yeah, it was... Uh, you know, sometimes you got to drown your sorrows, and then you just drown for an entire weekend. <laughs> Would and you say you won the weekend? Fuck no. I got my <laughs> oh. ass kicked. Oh, the, shit. the nights were great. The days were terrible. Long. But, uh, yeah, how, 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 about, how about you? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We back. Uh, it was pretty good. Did a little more drinking than usual, actually. It was pretty fun. Oh, congratulations. Me and the fellas went up to Bear Mountain, a little golf on Sunday. Uh, played like absolute shit. Had a good time. Met Mr. Baines, actually, at Darcy's for a couple elixirs after that. I ordered a few pieces of cake, I believe, and uh, felt like a fat fuck. What kind of cake? Uh, peanut butter chocolate. Fucking right. Fucking heavenly. Sounds pretty dank. It Boys, was a good time. I, I have to apologize to all of our listeners and the people that reached out. I was sick this last week, and apparently these two Muppets couldn't record without me. So God, no, you're the glue, baby. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a really interesting conversation between me not being able to understand what Jeff is saying and <laughs> Jeff forgetting his own name. <laughs> yeah, so... So we're back. <laughs> we're here now. You see why we took this short hiatus. I guess that's what half of our podcast is anyways. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a, a, on the mend. It's still not great, but uh, I, this is my Jordan flu game. I'm back in it for are you, the, boys. Are you wearing the 4-5? No. Um, okay. I'm, Welcome uh, back. We're very happy to have you. I'm also currently kneeling instead of sitting on a chair. Yeah, you can you, grab that stool. It's an there. interesting uh, choice. No, I'm feeling really in the Are zone now. Are you trying to resemble your favorite athlete, Colin Kaepernick, right now? Uh, Timothy Tebow, actually. <laughs> oh, God's plan. But, uh, boys, being off for a week has given us a crazy amount of content to cover. Almost too much. <laughs> Almost too much. But before we get into sports, I have uh, got to shout out a buddy of mine who's struggling through a very... <laughs> difficult situation right now and he has given me permission to make light of his situation um but one of our friends we're gonna leave him nameless um he got dragged to a spin class by his girlfriend last week and 
This is a gentleman who probably drinks 15 to 20 beers a day. I think he's cut back a little bit, but it's... Uh, 10? Yeah. yeah, let's say 10. Nice and, run. Uh, he does some hiking, but I wouldn't say he's necessarily an athletic cat. Well, they ride bikes every weekend, I think. Oh, okay. So he, he rides bikes. <laughs> uh, got dragged out to a spin class. Went pretty ham at the spin class, because uh, he rides his bike. He thinks he knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, and after getting home and feeling like death, went to the bathroom and took a pee, and was peeing red and black. Oh, I've been there. Which, he did some quick Google searches and said, yeah, I need to go to the hospital. Apparently, peeing black is not a good thing. There's <laughs> no, worse shit, too. But Apparently, his myoglobin levels were... A hundred thousand times higher than they're supposed to be, which essentially means he was pissing out the muscle mass that was in his quads. Yes, he actually set the record, uh, like for recorded cases of this, he set the the level record. They're, like, they're uh, changing. The, the... It's entering medical journals as yeah. we speak. Impressive. So he's been hospitalized based on a fucking spin class. So next time one of your girlfriends huh. or boyfriends, for that matter, tries to drag you out to some bullshit spin class, just say no. It's not worth your safety. Yeah. Drink a beer. <laughs> smoke some weed if that's your if that's your taste. Don't go to a spin class. Maybe wow. go for a nice walk down by the water. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. You're definitely not going to piss your muscles out. <laughs> so even though he's remaining nameless, shout out to you. We love you. Absolutely. Forever in our thoughts. Rest well. But boys, lots of sports to get to. Do we want to start with some football? Or yes. Do we start yes, with we some... do. NFL news. Redskins, first W of the season, baby. Let's get right into that. Yeah, a game that was uh, dubbed, Shit. dubbed the Toilet Bowl. It was an absolute cripple fight. It was it, sh- dog shit. I was watching Red Zone, and it took like 45 minutes for one of the plays <laughs> to appear on Red Zone that morning. Jesus Christ. That's how bad it was. It was only Scary Terry making two good plays. The rest of the game was shit. Yeah, so Redskins and Dolphins, both teams that are um, winless. Not anymore fighting for their first win, but also both teams that are tanking, right? They both want to get a high pick. I mean, that definitely wasn't in the Redskins game plan at the start of the season, but with the Dolphins, you kind of know what you're expecting. And it seems like they stayed the course. They scored a touchdown as time expired, had a chance to kick an extra point in order to tie the game and send it to overtime. They chose to go for two. They spared us that overtime. Thank God. (laughs) And on one of the worst two-point conversion attempts I've ever seen in my life, threw the game away. Squandered it. Oh, my God. They made the Redskins' defense look like the Patriots' defense. They are all over it. And it was, well, I could have read that play a mile away, too. It looked absolutely terrible. Um, Redskins probably deserved to lose the game, honestly. But uh, they snuck out a W with my boy Case Keenum at the helm um, after firing Coach Jay Gruden last week, which was... Well, no surprise to anyone, really. It was, it was time. He was a nice fellow, but it was time to go. Wasn't um, even a nice fellow, though. He kind of seems like an asshole. I disagree. He's a nice man. I'd like to have a cocktail with him. Anyways, beside the point, fuck him. Now he's gone. Um, yeah, Skins won 14-13. Uh, not a burn, barn burner whatsoever. It was a dog shit game, but a dub's a dub, and we're in a one tick in the win column for the so bad boys. who is their new coach that's taken over? Uh, Bill Callahan. He was the... Offensive line coordinator. Bill Callahan. If I remember correctly, Bill Callahan was also the coach that took over when the Raiders got rid of John Gruden. 
He was, wasn't he? Yes, wow, man. Very, very funny. Bill Callahan is widely seen as one of the worst head coaches ever to be a head coach. He's an interim head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a full-time gig. Maybe a few more dubs he might be. Um, a little more defensive-minded, run-the-ball-first kind of guy. Um, they did win, but it was fucking Miami, so. And I know you love the Redskins, but we've covered them for far too long today yeah, already. I'm fine so with that. That's all That's all you get. <laughs> I got a little clout. I'm good. They got a new coach. They've got a decent wide receiver, <laughs> and they've won a game. So yes. uh, I just wanted to jump to a couple of the early... Uh, Early teams that were chosen as Super Bowl favorites, especially by a lot of the NFL.com pundits and the Fox and ESPN folks, the Cowboys and the Rams have both <laughs> lost three games in a row and are now sitting at three and three. The NFC is looking a little weak, eh? The NFC is looking weak. But who's shining the NFC right now, Baines? I see the San Francisco 49ers at five and zero, oh, and the New Orleans Saints at five and one. The Houdat Nation, Baines's boys. Teddy Two Gloves. 4-0 as a starter. Lest mm. we forget the Green Bay Packers at 5-1. and Yeah, there's an asterisk there, though. Sure. Nailed well, up. hey, a dub's a dub. Shit happens. It is. I see Saints, Pack, the Niners are, have no loss in that column, but I still say they're number three powerhouse in the NFC. I'm sure you guys are probably kind of on the same page as me anyways, but... Yeah. I think the Niners are better than the Packers, honestly. But I actually agree with that. Think, oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah, their defense is really fucking good. Oh, is a nasty motherfucker. Uh, Braid has been playing out of his mind, and yeah. Kittle's looking great. He's finally starting to get a couple What about your boy, fans. Richard Sherman? Richard Sherman's a bitch. He sucks. <laughs> Did you see this Richard Sherman bullshit talking about Baker Mayfield not shaking his hand? That's so he fucking ridiculous. And clearly shook evidence. his hand? Yeah. I feel badly for Baker, but also jumping to the Browns, the team that is underachieving, I would say, the most in the NFL. They fucking suck. They're not doing very well. It's also no. very funny how Baker Mayfield was talking a lot of shit about Daniel Jones at the beginning of the season, and Daniel Jones currently has as many wins as Baker does. Mm -hmm. Nastier numbers, less starts, um, Baker's shittier team to play with as well. Yeah, Baker's leading the league in interceptions right now. That's not a stat you want to be <laughs> <No>. <laughs> number one in. Wait, he has more interceptions than Josh Allen? Oh, yeah. Oh, Baker's two, got I 11. I think Josh Woo! Allen has eight or his, seven. I think seven or eight. Yeah. His completion percentage is absolutely fucking terrible as well. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so we've got a bunch of teams trending downwards. Another team strangely trending downwards, your Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs? Two in a row. A little speed bump. Yeah, I mean, I'm not questioning how good Patrick Mahomes or the offense is, but their defense has looked awful. Mm -hmm. They're pretty shitty. Well, they did play Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, a powerhouse, I would say. Yeah. Um, they just looked stronger than on the weekend, I thought. Um, yeah, no shot at Mahomes. He played. He probably had his lowest statistical number of his career. Well, it was the week before he didn't have a touchdown pass. I yeah, he, had a, he only had 258 yards in the air, I believe, this weekend, too. He's also playing hurt. He's got, like, some kind of ankle issue. Oh, I didn't know no, that. No, he had, like, 330. I thought that he had a pretty good passing game, but it was, like, the he didn't get the crunch time completions when he needed it, and the defense looked like shit, right? Yeah. His boy was back, wasn't he, too? Yeah, Tyree Kill climbing the ladder, scored a touchdown on the first drive and scored a touchdown later in the game, but still, he wasn't getting the ball around very much. Kelsey wasn't looking too great, and you got the stats there to correct me. Oh, I don't want to correct you. I just I don't know what's going on here. But that begs a good question. Um, Deshaun Watson hasn't been sacked now for the last three games. Oh, they're finally protecting him. They are. And when he's protected, he's looking like an absolute stud. So, yeah. Sorry. Pat Mahomes, 273 yards. We'll split the difference. That's, yeah, fun yeah. with me. Um, most NFL quarterbacks are still fantastic. I guess the lowest, is, lowest of Patrick Mahomes' career, but... 
Three touchdowns as well. He look he looks solid. I don't like you said again. Reiterate the defense looked like shit really. So and he was playing injured as Josh said as well. So I I'm not too worried about the Chiefs. No. But what worries me is if Mahomes is injured, or let's say that this ankle injury nags on him and things get a little bit worse for him. His mobility is obviously not nearly what it was last season, right? He's not going to throw 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards every year. No, I don't think so. But do you think that this team can make a deep playoff run without having a very good defense? Well, they always say that defense wins championships, right? I think they should be well, running. Some people do. They do. I don't know. I think with the, the running back power they do have, I think they should be pounding that rock a little more and keeping a little weight off Patrick Mahomes' shoulders from time to time, not making him throw the ball 50 times a game. Like, you have a solid veteran running back. you got Damian Williams also. Um, I just, I don't know. They have so many options. That tailback, I think they should be pounding that rock a little more mm. to keep a little, um, you know, a little weight off that guy's shoulders and see what happens. It's also really going to depend on what kind of defense they're going up against in the Super Bowl, right? If they make it that far, or even in the playoffs, like well, they're how gonna, good their defense. Somebody's going to have to go through the Patriots, right? And the Patriots' defense is the best it's ever been in the Tom Brady uh, era. It's so fucking ridiculous. Houston looks pretty amazing too. There's, there's mm. clearly three teams in the AFC. I think there's clearly three teams in the NFC as well. Um, I hope it comes down the last week, few weeks of the season's boys, because well, we know my team's fucking toast, Malone. <laughs> that uh, Saints defense uh, is looking a lot better than they were in the first two weeks. A lot better than they got credit. I, yeah. I tell you that. I'll say one thing for the Saints defense. This is the best defense I've seen them have since they won the Super Bowl. No shit, and eh? That Super Bowl defense was actually not even statistically that good. They just had a ridiculous number of takeaways. They almost set the record for defensive takeaways in a season. They had Darren Sharper, the convicted rapist, currently behind bars with yeah. 11 interceptions that year. Locked up, Tracy baby. Porter killing it. Jonathan Vilma. And then this year... It, it just seems like all of their young defensive backs and linebackers are just taking the next step, and I yeah I'm I'm very happy. All around solid defense, not no um, big outstanding cats, but a a good team effort. And as then lame Teddy, as that is a sound, but. Teddy Two Gloves is doing a great job at managing the ball, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think he's putting up ungodly numbers, but he's he's playing really well. He's wild. actually getting TD passes now. He's um, doing what he's got to get dubs right now, and it's looking all right. When's um, Mr. Breeze Scarface due back? <laughs> Fuck you. He's a Hall of Famer. You can't call him Scarface. Hey, I'm not ragging the man. I love him. Uh, so he's supposed to be back by the bye week. Uh, they are playing Arizona. We don't know when your bye week is. Oh, sorry. Their bye week's in three weeks, so he would potentially play in four. Okay. But Arizona is before the bye week, and he is ahead of schedule. So potentially in two weeks, we could see him playing in Arizona. Excellent. Okay. Which I think would be a great game for him to return, so he can... Show that midget who's boss. <laughs> hey, can Kyle. I say that? Can we say midget now? Uh, well, you can say whatever you like. Oh. We might catch. Fire. I can say whatever I want. Okay. <laughs> Not you. Oh, oh. You're on a word count. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Twitter, is it? Yeah, and I'm sorry, Josh. That uh, just to get back to the Saints, they had to walk into Jacksonville and ruin your Minshew magic. But oh, whatever, dude. Every other player on my team fucking shit the bed anyway. So <laughs> it also didn't help that on one of my teams, I slept through setting my lineup so mm -hmm. james connor was on the bench that was great the con had a good game finally yeah too. finally of course well as is, such as life at least in uh, both of my hockey teams i'm looking pretty good but yeah we yeah. have a lot of football we're not going to get to just because of the nature of taking a full week off but i just wanted to quickly touch on how well christian mccaffrey has been playing white lightning he's a fucking just animal. flying out there 
Um, is he I, is Hurdle. Yeah, he, he's unbelievable. <laughs> he's unreal. He's superhuman. I saw a yeah. good nickname for him on Twitter: Dairy Sanders. <laughs> like like dairy, like milk. Yeah, because he's white. Yeah, right. He's I like it. And Barry Sanders is black. <laughs> Thank you. Chocolate dairy <laughs> Sanders. Whoa. Moo, moo, moo. He looks good out there, man. He's crispy. I can't get over... Is he the one of the best... Is he one of the best dual threat running backs ever to play the game? That can catch the ball in the backfield like that and run the ball, and his versatility is just like, you don't know what she's going to do, and he's actually that good at either thing as well? I'd say so. I think last year he had very close to 2,000 yards, if not over. Um, I think also he doesn't play on a team that has a lot of extreme offensive weapons so he's he's doing a lot with not a lot of distractions around him whereas like when you see other dual threat running backs that were unbelievable like let's use marshall falk who's probably i would say the hallmark for that yeah he had tory holt isaac bruce kurt warner could fling the ball wherever he wanted to so even on that team there was a lot of other players that could be taking the shine away from him you see with christian mccaffrey like Teams can't seem to game plan for him. No, he's just... He's everywhere. I don't know. I think Kamara's not as good. He's very good. Um, he, Kamara has better receivers on his team, I guess you could say. So, the you know, I guess the, the the linebackers and the safeties are more thinking of the receiver set than the running back set. Mm-hmm. I think McCaffrey should have almost more pressure on him, and he seems like he shines through that window every time anyways. So, I don't know, man. The guy's electric. I, I really like... I hate Carolina, to be honest, but I really like watching that guy play. He's impressive. Yeah, there's very few teams that I hate more than I hate Carolina. <laughs> I think Atlanta and Seattle might be the only yeah, two, but he, he's been playing unbelievable. Right now, I think that he has to be your odds-on favorite for MVP. I know a lot of the pundits are trying to say that Russ is the man. and Russ looks I, good. I think that you have to compare what they're doing on the teams that they're on, right? Like, if you're saying the player that's most valuable to their team, I think that Christian McCaffrey has essentially single-handedly brought them four straight wins. Mm, yeah, Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Would you say it's a two two horse race right now, him and Russ? If Patrick can turn it back on, you notice how I called him Patrick. He's that my was, friend. Yeah. Uh, if Pat Mahomes can turn it back on, I think that he'll be easily back in the race because he gave himself such a head start with his with the first four, uh, four games there. One big game next weekend. We'll be chatting about him still. Exactly, and he's a video game, right? Like his statistics are just ridiculous. But the other person that's probably a dark horse for this, and that was not a pun that I intended is Lamar Jackson. This last week he had 250 pass yards and 150 rush yards, something that your boy Colin Kaepernick never did. And Josh's boy, Michael Vick never even did. So Michael Vick's my boy. Let's get that. Yeah, how is Michael Vick? My boy <laughs> dog pound, baby. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know what, uh, I think at the start of the season in our preseason predictions, I actually did say Christian McCaffrey was going to be the league MVP. I believe I said Jared Goff. <laughs> you did. I think I picked Mahomes again. Yeah. All fair choices other than Jeff's. But, <laughs> uh, we had fun. There's two more football things I want to get to. Okay. We okay, should have maybe. led with this because we're recording uh, Tuesday night. The Rams pulled off a pair of trades today. The first one, trading Marcus Peters to the Ravens for a linebacker that is irrelevant. I can't even remember his name. <laughs> okay. And then <laughs> they turned around and traded... Two first-round picks and a fourth-round draft pick for disgruntled Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey. You know, I think we're forgetting about this blockbuster trade. Um, Jalen Ramsey's deal is up at the end of the year. 
Yeah. There's no way in flying fuck the Rams um, can afford him. Can afford him. There's no, no. way possible. So I, I chirped one of our friends, McGrath, a little bit, and he's like, oh, I should be a Redskins fan. And I said, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just saying they probably have the guy for six to eight, what was there, eight games left this season? Say eight games left, and they traded half their future for eight games? That's not a smart fucking move. Jalen Ramsey is fucking amazing. Don't get sure. me wrong. Best cornerback NFL. I totally think he is. Yeah, I, I think that he's very good. But the whole thing about Jalen Ramsey was him saying, I need I want to go to a winning team. I just want to win this, that, the other. He's a bit of a cunt. The Rams have won three fucking games. They're only one game ahead of the Jaguars. Yeah. And the Jaguars have a more favorable schedule. Like, if, if, if that were true, well, I guess he probably wanted to get traded. That was the bottom line, right? But for the Rams, I have no idea what they're thinking. They don't have a first-round draft pick now until 2020. <laughs> Friend of the show, Nathan, send that stat Did you say 2020? 2020. That's one. next year. 2021. Right, okay. Yeah. So they've got three straight years without a first-round draft pick. And, yeah, no, sorry. They've, they, ha- they didn't have a first this year. Mm-hmm. They don't have a 2020, and they don't have a 2021. Or a second-round pick in 2022, I believe, for that as well. Yeah, so... I don't know what they're doing. But if you're Jalen Ramsey, do you want to be in Jacksonville? Or do you want to be in L.A.? Well, I think L.A. might be one of the best cities in the world. I think so, too. I but think I don't think a... Jacksonville's like, that bad of a place to live. It ain't L.A. I think that Jacksonville probably has a more dedicated fan base. So if you're the kind of person who actually cares about playing for people who want to watch you play, yeah. um, then staying there would be more ideal i think it was probably he was fed up with the brass i have a feeling that he just didn't like being under whoever he's under doug. um yeah doug sit Ma- sit Maron. <laughs> my fucking dick tingled right there. <laughs> uh so yeah i i don't know what he's thinking i guess you want to get out of the shitty situation and uh it's the old out of the frying pan into a slightly bigger frying pan i would definitely much rather have gardner Minshew on my team than fucking jared goff no shit (laughs) disagree mvp here talking about you both said shut the fuck up sean mcgay Uh, (laughs) shots fired uh the other one i wanted to get to is our buddy freddie 40 ounce (laughs) just showing an incredible lack of football knowledge and i don't i i'm a big podcast guy too shocker um I was I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast this week, and Bill Simmons put forth this theory, which I really like. He said, I don't think Freddie Kitchens is actually a coach. I don't think he's actually coached before. I think what they did is they took a random guy, they put him in there just to see what would happen. A football and, fan. And they took a really good team, and they just put a random guy in there. And here we are with the two and four Browns. Is he... Would you rather have him than Hugh Jackson? I don't know. Oh fuck! Because I like, I, I like Freddie. I just want like I want somebody that can call fucking plays. Absolutely, yeah. And I want somebody that has football situational awareness. He, oh my god, the the Browns go down the field to tie the game again against the the Seahawks. Isn't this basically the same situation as like a couple of previous weeks? <laughs> yeah, two if this games one, ago? this yeah. one is actually more egregious than the fourth and nine draw call. Right. Which apparently was actually Baker Mayfield's fault. But either way. <laughs> you were rattled about that one, I know. <clears throat> Baker throws the ball to Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry clearly breaks the plane. Um, they call him short at the one-yard line. And Freddie Kitchens is just staring at the Jumbotron, waiting to see the replay. And he watches the replay three times. In that time, Baker has lined the team up, has gotten Nick Chubb in the backfield. This is now third and one on the goal line. 
He calls a run play. Nick Chubb goes easily into the end zone because the Seahawks aren't set. But right before the ball is snapped, Doug Marone throws, throws the challenge flag. Challenge, it gets reviewed, and the refs essentially say, no, he didn't have possession, he didn't get it over the line, no touchdown. So now that touchdown doesn't count, the Nick Chubb walk into the end zone doesn't count, and then he calls essentially the same exact play that Baker well, it just, just called. So it just works, so then obviously it should work right Now right the Seahawks after, right? are completely lined up, and they just fucking stuff him. He lost two yards, yeah. and that was on fourth and one. They have Bobby Wagner at linebacker, one of the smartest linebackers in the NFL, eyeing that fucking play down. It was un- <laughs> You run the it same was play. unbelievable. I... It was one of those moments where I was like, man, I really could have a future in coaching here. Like, I actually thought about it. So. I think you're more of a GM role. Thank you. Yeah. I, I know. I'm a big picture guy. You don't need to be on the field. <laughs> I don't look like I should be on the field, so that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I'm not, I'm not trying to get angry. I'm not trying to piss black and all that stuff. But Power Man. Well, did, we'll, sorry, go ahead. No, did you have something to say about the Bills? Oh, uh, well, we didn't get to talk about their boring win two weeks ago. Uh, so I was thankful for that, and we had like. <laughs> I was thankful for that. Well, well we're now. Do you want to run us through that? Uh, to be honest, after this last weekend, I have very few brain cells left, and I can't really remember the game at all. However, I did remember that we had like a good five, six, seven, eight players injured going into a bye week, and now we're coming out of the bye strong, ready to fuck the Dolphins, <laughs> and I can't wait for Sunday. Fitz Magic might be starting that game. I think he is. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills Mafia bringing the fucking heat. Oh, dude, it's going to be beautiful. I'm excited to watch But that I don't want to count my chickens. No. You know, of course. But Maybe Josh Allen can actually get away without throwing any interceptions this game. That'll be well, great. let's not get carried Ooh, away settle here. down, buds. Actually, I'll put, I'll put money on him not throwing an interception. In the okay, I'll I want that action. That action. Okay. I want that action. Okay, uh, what are we doing? Just 20 bones? Just do 20 bucks, even 20. <clears throat> okay, cool. Done. Verbal agreement. Beautiful. Witness. 5%. Okay, boys. Well, I appreciate you always letting me rant when it comes to basketball because I know you boys like the sport, but you don't necessarily follow it the same way that I or some of our listeners might. So right now, there's a very large political situation going on, and it's a essentially a civil war between Hong Kong and mainland China. For anybody that's not up on their geopolitics, Hong Kong was under British reign until 1996? I think it might be 98. 98. Uh, either way, that's they're probably both wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the British had a, an agreement with mainland China where they would own, operate, and essentially run Hong Kong as a capitalist state within communist China in order to help with foreign relations, in order to build industry, and... It was also just something that really helped post-World War II to get rid of the communist scare. And then once they took over, there was a 50-year reign where slowly capitalist China would revert to communist China. So it was something where they were going to slowly phase out the capitalism and the communism was going to come back in. Now... Over the last, I would say, six to eight months, mainland China has tried incredibly hard to expedite this 50-year process and essentially just regain control and take full control. It was 1997. Perfect. Split the difference. So 
there's been some crazy rioting in the streets. And you guys don't have to go very far to see this. You can go to YouTube and just search Hong Kong riots. But this brings up a sports issue because China is the largest untapped market in the world or semi-tapped market, I'd say, for sports. China is crazy about basketball and crazy about soccer. And the NBA has dedicated an incredible amount of resources, time, and effort into expanding into China. And it seems like the relationship between China and the NBA was broken last week due to one tweet. That tweet was made by Daryl Morey, who's the GM of the Houston Rockets. One of the best GMs in all of sports, has completely retooled his franchise multiple times, is well known as one of the best traders in all of sports, pulling off maybe one of the greatest trades of all time to acquire a young James Harden, who is now a top three basketball player in the world. Now, the Houston Rockets are also amongst the top three most popular teams in China because before anybody else did, they employed a Chinese man by the name of Yao Ming, who was the biggest icon, sports icon in China because he was a superstar in an American sport. That was also, he was the biggest, fig, phys, most fucking physically biggest I know you, man. Ever, my God damn it. Seven, six. Oh, it's going to be good. Yao Ming was kind of an experiment of sorts. They found the biggest woman in China and the biggest man in China and bred them. Oh, he's an actual, like, laboratory experiment. Was it a force fucking? It was It was actually a set-up thing. Like, they found the oh, two you're, biggest you're people. Oh, you're serious. Yeah, it's I'm not, not forced fucking, it's arranged marriage. Oh. <laughs> What's the difference? Nothing. Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> they didn't have to get married. It, 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 it was a forced fucking. <clears throat> so, all of this to say, Daryl Morey went on Twitter and said, we stand with the people of Hong Kong. He sent out a tweet that said that. And this seemingly innocuous tweet led to an incredible amount of backlash from the Chinese government. And the Chinese government sort of has this like nice demeanor to it. They seem like they're playing nice. But China is a shitty place. <laughs> I'm going to say it. China still has work camps. China still has sweatshops. Especially mainland China. There's places in there that you can't even go as a white person because they just don't want you to see what's going on there. Yeah, I would definitely not want to live there. Well, I was unaware of that. And I don't mean China, I don't mean anything against Chinese people, obviously. This is a difference in political opinion. I'm sure that there's people there that would say North America is terrible because sure. we're capitalist or we're democratic, right? Unfortunately, we grew up under that system, so it seems like the best thing for us. Exactly. So all of this happened while there was an overwhelming number of NBA players in China because during the offseason and especially the preseason, tons of games are played in China and all of the biggest players are over there to support the brand and they get paid millions of dollars for these Chinese trips. The other thing that a lot of people don't know is some of the largest shoe manufacturers in the world that are not your Nike, your Adidas, your Jordan brand are actually Chinese companies. Companies like Li Ning, companies like Anta, who actually sponsor really well-known, big-name NBA players, but who don't have the same North American reach because they're not sold at Foot Locker. So this situation is essentially the Chinese government telling the NBA they need to stand up and say that they support mainland China and thinking of taking action and sanctions against the NBA. Now... This puts a lot of these players in a tough position because now they're in China. Obviously, 
the North American attitude would be, we support free speech. We support the people in Hong Kong, and we support their right to essentially riot because their rights are being stripped and taken away. But the NBA has not come out and said that. The NBA has said that they're not going to get involved in the political situation. And this brings up a huge problem because essentially what they're saying is we care about free speech until it hurts our bottom line. Absolutely. And this is having such an effect on the NBA that for the first time in 50 years, they're actually expecting the salary cap to drop next year because they can't count on the Chinese government to, first of all, even show their games. Second of all, to fund some of their trips. And third of all, they're not getting that injection from the Chinese government. So that we're have. talking about this much reaction from one tweet from one man. One tweet from one man. This domino effect is... Holy shit. And so it puts the players in a really tough situation because, I mean, not to be rude, but these guys aren't road scholars. They're, go, they're going to China to play basketball. They answer softball questions usually. And now it's a fucking feeding frenzy, right? The American media, all they want is for somebody to stand up and say, yeah, yeah, Daryl Morey was right. Like, we stand up for free mm -hmm. speech. And so these players are getting asked questions to the point that the NBA is silencing reporters that are asking these questions in China. Now, I'm sorry, I know I'm going on a long tangent here. No, this is, no, I think this is important stuff to talk about. What really got to me today is a guy that I've stood up for for a long time, and I've said, you know what, this guy's a good guy. He sometimes gets a bad rap. He's got a squeaky clean image. But yesterday, LeBron James came out and basically said, it's not the players' jobs to say anything about this. The NBA needs to squash it. So that in and of itself, on the surface, looks like it's just a fine thing for him to say. Just a regular thing for him to say. But LeBron is the one that has been such an advocate for injustice and for free speech and for all of these things that he claims to represent. On American soil. On American soil. And then all of a sudden it starts hurting his bottom line and he says, <laughs> well, this isn't the player's job. This, the, this is what the owners need to do. LeBron's whole tagline is that he is more than an athlete. And then yeah. when it's something that affects him fiscally, he's not willing to stand up and say, you know what? These people in Hong Kong should be able to say whatever the fuck they want. The government shouldn't be shutting them down. And he was in China when this happened. He could have been the one person to go on camera in an interview and say that. And instead, what does he do? He waits till he's back in the United States, back in L.A. To talk to his PR team. And he sends a fucking tweet saying that it's the NBA's fault and the players shouldn't have to answer for it. This is the first time in my life that I've been legitimately angry about a political sports situation because I've gone out of my way to defend LeBron for closing in on 10 years now. And he plays for the fucking Lakers, my least favorite team <laughs> in the NBA. So that being said, Google it, research it, look it up yourselves. If you disagree with me, that's fine. But I'm officially, I'm, say, I'm saying it now. I'm officially anti-LeBron for the first time in my life. Big news. I'm off the train. So just to clear up what the exact tweet was, because I don't want to be misquoting him. He said, my team in this league just went through a difficult week. Sorry, that first of all pisses me off. There's fucking people being thrown into internment camps, but okay. Then he says, I think people need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others. And I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen. Could have waited a week to send it. And then he says, 
Let me clear up the confusion. I do not believe that there is any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of the tweet. I'm not discussing the substance. Others can talk about that. Wow. Yeah. So that's it for me. Josh, you can edit the shit out of that if you need to to cut me <laughs> down. But I just, that really actually grinded my gears. Sorry, I got a yeah, little absolutely. heavy there, boys. No, Thanks for informing me. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no problem. Well that's said, okay. too. Should we uh, kick it over to a little NHL? Let's bring it home. Let's bring it to... The, well, I guess most of the good teams are in the America anyway. The but, true uh, north, strong and free, <laughs> baby. Wow. Get it, baby. I'm so, uh, hockey season back. Why don't it's we so start good. with how shitty the Blackhawks are? We'll start there. Well, they're. Um, How's Captain Serious doing? They're not the worst in their division. They've only played four games. They're one, two, and one. Not not ideal. No. <laughs> uh, but hey, uh, well, we're it's early in the season yet. I was watching some of the Oilers-Blackhawks game last night. Their one win, I will say. Yes. Jonathan Taves should never be on a power play again for as long as he's alive. I don't, care. I don't care how many gold medals, green medals, Stanley Cups you have. That man cannot play a fucking power play. <laughs> <laughs> power man, bring the heat back. That ain't me. Uh, yeah, yeah I, can, I can see what you're saying. Uh, I... However, believe in the power of the Taze. Um, I think he's maybe off to a bit of a slow start. But he's a born leader. You look like E40 <laughs> doing that right now. Jesus Christ. Uh, you're catching me fiery right now. I was just yeah, talking no, about I LeBron. It, I so it, I, I, want it, I want the heat back from you. What's the? Sorry, how are the Sharks doing right now? Uh, they're 2-3. Suck my horn. 2-4, actually. Okay, I'm trying to they're slide one terrible. off yeah, sorry about uh, that. They're on a two-game winning streak, one of which was wow. against your fucking team. Your oh, highlight of the year is signing yeah. a 40-year-old oh, yeah. man. That oh, nice let's get there. Let's a 40-year-old Hall of Famer. Who comes what? back and scores Sorry, sorry. What Hall of Fame? There's no Hall of Fame. What do you mean there's He's no Hall, the of Hall of Fame? He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's going to retire with 1,300 points. He's going to retire what has with he won? Two, what Olympic, has he done? two Olympic gold medals. Oh, f- yeah, he won those outright, yeah, he won those outright himself. Oh, my on God. On the fourth yeah. line, gold medal. You're Fuck off. a fucking Canucks You're fan. Fucking Is nuts. Henrik Sedin going to the Hall of Fame? 100%. Why does Marcus Naslin deserve to go to the Hall of Fame? Because he's Patrick better than Marlo Patrick Marlowe. No, he's not. He won't get voted in. You're, You're not. Fucking, You're wrong. You are You're an on idiot. crack. Again, you are so stupid. Smoking crack before oh the episode. God. How can you sit there and tell me Marcus Naslin deserves to be He took two weeks to get signed in the NHL. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, two weeks to get signed in the NHL. What does he want? A cup? A scoring title? A big box ticket? Can... Nothing! <laughs> you fucking muppet. Oh my he god, you suck them off a little more. Sharks. Only wanted to? The only team to fucking sign his ass for a million no, dollar Carolina deal. Carolina traded for him and he oh, said, I won't g- play for you. Oh fuck, who would play in Carolina? Okay, I'll give you that one. Oh, a team No one else would sign his year? ass. What do you mean? No, he got offers. The LA Kings offered him a contract. No, they didn't. They did, Fake 100%. News. Fake news. No, you're, you're, you're out making of your shit tree up. right now. And the fact that you would even defend that Marcus Naslin should what be was in the that hand movement right over there, right? Patrick Marlowe. Beyond gay. It's an audio podcast. Not that there's idiot. anything wrong with they that. They couldn't see <laughs> my <laughs> hand movement. We oh, gotta be on YouTube real quick. I think you guys actually just blew out my eardrums. Yes, I fucking like it. I'm, okay, let's get back up a little bit here. I don't fucking hate Patrick Marlowe. You sound like you're a fucking terrorist. Like you're you just, hate Canada. You're just sucking him off like he's a first ballot <clears throat> Hall of Famer. Excuse me. Settle down. Won a gold medal with Canada the 2010 Winter Olympics okay, and okay. 2014. Two Shut Olympic the fuck gold up medals. for a second. No, 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 no. 
What line was he on? The fourth line in scratch some of those games? He's, he was okay. per game Let's in back that up a little Olympics. bit. Three-time NHL All-Star. Oh, wow. He's played 19 fucking seasons. <laughs> Percentage-wise, that's absolute fucking dog shit. 21, and he's talking about Oh, 21! Back. He's talking about first-team NHL. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He said All-Stars, you fuck. I'll put words in his mouth. Continue with the stats, Josh. 3% of the... Okay, I don't yeah. think I should. Yeah. Four, 40 goals twice, 20 goals... Twice, 19 seasons. Good percentage goals, again, man. 18 times. 20 goals, 18 times? That's an impressive consistency, for yeah, That's sure. what third-liners get, you're right. He's also yeah. being... Third-liner! You show goals. me a single third-liner that has scored 20 goals, 18 times, We'll wait till the season's over. We'll wait till the season's over. We'll wait till the season's over. I hope it'd be limping your fucking ugly mouth. Jesus Christ, let's settle the fuck down a little bit here. Fucking Patrick Marlowe. So anyway, uh, big fan of Jonathan Taves. I think that he's going <laughs> to really turn that power play around. Uh, Kaner's looking good. DeBrin Always off looks to a slow good. Start. Strom's off to a slow start. You ruined my... I had a whole thing ready to go about how excited I was for Patrick Marlowe being back, how I cried when they were introducing him, how he's from Android, Saskatchewan, outside of Saskatoon, a place I consider I don't give a town. fuck where he's from. You can even blame both shut the fuck up. What was that word you just said? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you can blame both. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Take a fucking lap, Jeff. Holy fuck. Wait, oh, Look, everybody's friends Wait, here. Let's... <laughs> Thank you, friend. Is that one of those DMT vape pens? Jeff's on DMT right now. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I'm going to smoke that joint right now because I'm a little fucking frustrated. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, Marlo coming back. Two goals in his first game. I will also mention that Shazi, his first game back in Chicago, he got two goals in the same game. Losing effort, yeah. 5-4 win at the end of the third. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy for your fucking sharks. It's essentially my Stanley Cup. <laughs> Beating the... I'm so glad that we didn't watch that game together. <laughs> I'm not. I, I probably would have killed myself. See, like, I, so... Off my, the deck? Jump off the deck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, easiest route. My brother Steve is also an avid Blackhawks fan, and so the two people I talk <laughs> hockey with... Well, three... Two out of the three people I talk hockey <laughs> with the most are Blackhawks fans, so I just have to hear this, that, and the other... Um, we have an incoming call. We have a call Answer. right now. Speakerphone. Jeff here. Jeff here. Uh, you're live on the podcast right now, right now, Mulch. Uh, what do you have to say? Wow. Yeah, celebrity here. We are live. <laughs> yes! You sound like Bruce Buffer there, bro. That was good. How's the day, guys? Oh, we're fantastic. Uh, a few puffs, some joints, some DMT, a few Coors Lights. Feeling good, bro. Oh, wow. Yes. How are you doing? Excellent. Yeah, it's been nothing but a good day, and uh, I was just seeing what you're up to, but uh, it sounds like I might be interrupting. You're, we love you. You're not interrupting, but we got to let you go and call you back soon, my friend. Copy that. Enjoy your day, boys. One, Over and out. We'll see you, Colorado. See you, buddy. One love, baby. See you, Baldy Hawn. Friend of the show, Mulch. Great guy. So, sorry for that interruption. 10-inch piece. I think that that helped calm things down a bit, though. Yeah, always always count on the mulch to really put a damper on the um, anger. <laughs> any, any outside looking in, uh, me and Cole love each other, but uh, we agree on basically nothing ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we like spending time together. <laughs> and debating everything. Yeah. So let's talk about something that we can all agree on. The Canucks are great. That's enough. <laughs> 
James, the real deal. Oh, holy, is truly the realest. Of should we deals. just give him the Rocket Richard Trophy now? We pretty much should. <laughs> Fuck, he brother. did score his eighth goal of the season last year or last night. Sorry, yeah, I know you meant. Which already is, eclipsing his total from last year. I believe yeah. he had six goals in March twenty sixth last year. It was it said. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I sorry. I didn't actually understand what you just said, but it, <laughs> he scored seven goals last season and he scored eight. Already in the first six games. That's pretty good. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Oilers unit. are off to a 5-1 and 0 start. Well, they lost last night. They did to Josh's Blackhawks. Playing oh. spoiler. You're welcome. Missed that. What do we think, boys? The Pacific Division is obviously a very good division, but do we think that the Oilers are going to make a strong push and make the playoffs this year? Uh, eight, eighth place. You think eighth? Yeah, think... They, I've remember the last three or four years they've won you know six to six of nine games, then the seven of ten games kind of thing. They start off pretty strong, yeah, and then they usually lose eight of ten in the middle, kind of before the All Star break kind of thing. So I'm guessing they'll do that ish again, but I think they'll be a little more pushed this year with Drysaddle scoring a lot many more goals, and I think they'll get in seventh or eighth kind of plays. Yeah, I mean, obviously James Neal's production right now is like completely unsustainable. Yeah, <laughs> but well, unless it's his not, shooting but. percentage is like thirty nine. It, like, yeah, it's like forty percent. It's fucking it's ridiculous. ridiculous. You can't keep that up. But evidently, throwing him up, he's playing with Nuge, right? No, I think he. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, he is on the second line, and then he plays on the power first, first power play. play yeah. yeah, we got Drysdale and McDavid. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. Obviously, it's working for him. Nasty it's boys. Fucking awesome. And we already thought that they won that trade. <laughs> kind of sh- make, making it look like it's really paying dividends already. Yeah, but, I mean, Calgary's playing pretty well, too. Sure, I and Lucic is leading the league in fights. It might. <laughs> yeah, he set the tone. That's a super important stat in 2019. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I wish we were in a league where that mattered more, but uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think we are. 15 years ago would be nice. But it's also uh, two teams filling holes that they needed, right? Jeff knows a bit about that, but... Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the Oilers are making a really strong case for the start of the season. I could definitely see a 7 or 8 seed. That's actually what I was going to say, yeah. Jeffy. But that sort of begs the question. The Pacific is, I would say, the second strongest division in hockey. The Anaheim Ducks really? are playing really well. I just can't believe that, and I refuse to believe that that's real. I think that within two months... They're going to be bottom of the basement again. Sure. Because yeah. I can't fucking accept it. So my question is, though, right? Like, you have Calgary, that was the number one team in the Western Conference last year. San Jose, who's the number three. Vegas, number two. Or no, sorry. San Jose was two. Vegas was three. And then you have the Oilers playing really well. You have the Ducks playing really well. What's going to give here? You think that the Ducks are essentially going to fall out of contention as the season goes well, on? Who do you I guys think, think so. of at the end of the year right now, best and the worst team? Who's winning? Who's, well, who's the, the face Colorado man? Avalanche are the only undefeated team left. And they're looking very fast. So spicy. Uh, so I would contend that they are currently the best team in the league. You got the Avs, number one. Based on their current record and how they're playing, absolutely. Okay, cool. I was more meaning specifically for this division. Right. Sorry. Do you, Jeff said in the league. Yeah, he just... Did I? I meant Pacific. Apologize. Oh, Sorry. okay. Sorry. Do you think that it's going to be the Knights taking the Pacific? Or you think the Flames? Or you think the Sharks? Or are the Oilers going to surprise us? Obviously, that wouldn't fit with our 7th, 8th prediction. I'm still holding out for the Coyotes. But, uh, yeah, I would say that probably the Golden Knights are going to end up in... They're going to end up in second. They're not going to take over the first. Oh, you think second? I think so. Yeah, think yeah, in, in their division. Think Calgary wins the division? You think the Sharks do? 
No, I didn't agree with your Oilers thing. I think that they're actually going to – they could win. I think I, – I would put my money on Edmonton. Okay, if so I if you to had right to now. rank the Pacific right now, rank the Pacific. Edmonton, Vegas, Sharks, Flames, Kings, Coyotes, Canucks, yeah. Ducks. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you I just see. think that the Ducks play style is unsustainable. To be fair, I haven't seen any of their games this season because I couldn't be paid to watch them unless they're playing <laughs> one of my teams. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair. I watch almost Chara almost scrap gets last last night. It was fucking amazing. Well, that'd be, but, that uh, that would have cool. been healthy. <laughs> it would have been healthy. Yeah. It was an entertaining game for okay. sure. Cool. Well, sorry. Like, I know I always dive too deep on my own division, but it's, it's cool, my maybe. division, Jeff's division, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a competitive one with the exception of Jeff's team right now. So. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And they're in sixth. <laughs> Your team's in eighth, so let's talk about that a little more. Playoff spot. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> um, why don't we move on to... We don't need to do a full divisional or conference breakdown, but no. I, I do think that the Central is really interesting right now. Central's on fire. Yeah, with uh, the exception of the Dallas Stars, a team that a lot of people... Oh, I was saying on really. fire, like everything is going crazy right now. Oh, like, yeah. Like, we got the Preds at 3-2, and two, we got the Jets at 4-3. and three. Like, these are barely over 500. Again, we're very close into the start of the season, but... Holy fuck, do the Stars look bad right now. I don't know how they've been actually playing. Because, again, I don't watch their games. I'll tell you one thing. Um, Tyler Sagan is not living up to the 11th overall draft pick that I chose him at for the half-cog fantasy hockey. <laughs> I think he's been smashing fucking tail early on this season. You see yeah. Show, you see him showing his he's abs off not. in the fucking warm-up there? Does he play with just a jersey? Like, I no, would if I looked like well, that. Yeah, fuck. Fair. fair. Honestly, you get really fucking hot under those pads. Yeah. 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 What was Pocanitz doing with the fucking turtleneck then? He's from Czech. He doesn't know. He's that. a yeah, fucking ass enough. fuck. Um, yeah. Apparently, he's actually a pretty nice guy. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about his personality. You talk a lot about ass fucking for somebody that is so vehemently not homosexual. Maybe I am. I know you are. It's like I, you're the one that's always out here, gay this, gay that, and you're talking about butt fucking the whole time. I'm very positive of the gay homosexual team. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Yeah, basically uh, everything's up in the air right now aside from the abs. And, of course, the Blues the Blues look pretty good. But I everybody... hate them so much. Yes. It just gets worse and worse. Like, okay, yeah, you want a Stanley Cup? Good fucking job. Yeah, John Ham's at your games. Cool. Yeah, you gave the sick girl a ring. That's cool. I agree that's cool. Yeah, good for but, them. But, like, it doesn't need to be a fucking Blues jerk-off tour. Every time I turn on... I'm fucking sick of it. They went to the White House today. Yeah. And they all went. I don't give two shits. Cheers, they should have. It's a privilege. It is the highest office in the land. Mm, it's a privilege. Come on, no. Josh, you know that if you had the opportunity to go meet your boy D. Trump, you would be all over. Oh, that. I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> just to witness the spectacle in reality. Especially for free bergs. Fucking rights, buddy. I'd roof He's you got him. all the bergs. Uh, but yeah, uh, the all over the place nature of this division is giving me hope that. The race is going to be tight at the end, and that the Blackhawks can squeak in in eighth or something. The race. The the race for the playoffs. Well, that's what you meant. <laughs> what, what else? You... Do you understand conversational context? Yeah, I'm good. I okay. got it. I okay. got it, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, okay, do we want to do a quick uh, quick gloss over of the Eastern Conference? Not really. I would love fucking you cares to do about that. the East. Okay. 
Uh, oh, do you care about these? No, but I, oh. <laughs> it's important. We have, we're an equal opportunity podcast here, and some of our listeners are Leafs fans, Bolts fans. We've <laughs> often talked about being Fucking a nerds. Florida Panther fan podcast. Yes. So, yeah, go ahead. Panthers don't look great right now. They're 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. They're only ahead of the Canadians and the Sens in the Atlantic. But uh, Senators got off to a really hot start for one game and then are exactly <laughs> who they thought who we thought they were. Uh, and then the Red Wings have been surprisingly good. Uh, the Leafs, ugh. Matthews is just disgusting. Marner is disgusting. I hate it. I hate it. How are the Sabres 5-0? 5-0-1. I'll get one, okay. But, uh, yeah, that's surprising and great for them. I hope that they do very well this season. That'd be awesome. They've got that kid who has seven power play goals. He hasn't scored a goal regular strength or shorthanded. Oh, he shit. seven shorthanded goals. Sorry, his name escapes me. Seven shorties? No, sorry, seven power play goals. Oh, uh, shit. Forward hey, defense. He's a forward. Okay. And he's like, he plays on their third line, but he's been... He's on their oh. first power play, and he's a fucking power play kinda specialist. Like, kind of like the LeBanc effect? Yes. Okay. And LeBanc is heating up, too. He scored a beautiful goal against the Flames. Anyway, sorry. That's tight. That'll do a quick little gloss over of the Metro. Hurricanes are leading the pack at 5-1-0. Jesus Christ. Fucking ridiculous. Who would want to play for the fucking Hurricanes? <laughs> Patrick Marlowe. Jake Gardner's fitting in very well there, uh, based on all of my fantasy uh, projections. Uh, Tavo, looking great. I picked up Eric Halla, and he's just having a monster start to the season. I've always been a fan of Halla. I like Absolutely. him. He skates super well. He's a good player. I really liked him in Vegas, and I think I might even like him better in Carolina. He's obviously going to get a lot more of an opportunity there. Yeah. And then the Blue Jackets suck. Devils are not. Uh, Devils are 0 4 and two. Ooh, winless. They were projected to. Be, well, anyway, we a got lot a lot of people of time thought left. that the, the we had talked about the Devils making the playoffs. I Absolute. think Jeffrey picked them to win the cup. I did. <laughs> Corey Schneider's been sucking some dick. Well, what's new? He uh, didn't he lose like seventeen straight games two years ago? Yeah, sixteen. Pottsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Uh, Rangers don't look great, but they. Oh, they've only played three games. Oh wow. Never mind. They're no, fine. Ha- they've played thir- three games? No, they've They're played two and one. That's what it says, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Wild. I know that Capo Caco scored his first goal the other day. It was a pretty nice goal. Do you Good see for it? him. Yeah, I did. Nice Good goal. Nice. Mika Zibanejad's off to a hot start Holy as well. Holy fuck. Didn't he have four or five goals in the first game? He put up some numbers. Just a Second game, he had four goals, yeah. Jesus <clears throat> fucking Christ. We've seen that a couple times already this season because David Pasternak had four goals last night. We need a new term for it. Four goals? Yeah. Like, in San it's, Jose, it's, it's a fat trick. In San Jose, they call it the cock trick because oh. of... Uh, Joe Thornton. When Thomas Hurdle scored four goals and uh, they questioned Joe Thornton after if he shouldn't have celebrated after his fourth goal, Joe Thornton famously replied, if I scored a fourth goal, I would whip my dick out and start stroking it on the ice. Oh, I wish he did. That would be awesome. He got very close last year. He had a hat trick going into the third period against Boston. They just benched him. And they were just like, (laughs) everyone was feeding him the puck. And it was awesome. But it got really bad because they kept trying to get him the puck to get the fourth goal. (laughs) And then they turned it over and Pasternak got a breakaway. And they ended up losing in overtime. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Would have been nice to see Joe Thorne's dick. (laughs) How big is it? Probably big. I feel like he's got a big, thick unit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that I've thought about it very often. But yeah, does that do it for our NHL roundup? Yeah, we got 
tons of season left. It's, again, hard to really put any stock into anything that's happened because things can change very quickly. But we love it, and we're happy it's back. Absolutely. Rooster cock. <laughs> what? Boys, let's get into fucking UFC 243, Australia. Baines' boy, Israel Adesanya. Molly Wap, my boy, Robert Whitaker. The style bender. 185-pound belt fight for the fucking ages. Wow, what a scrap we had in our hands, hey, Baines? Yeah, it was really funny, too, because we had made that bet on episode 18 of the podcast. I think it was a $20 bet. And then as they were coming out, we were watching their intros, and I was like, Jeff, let's. we need to up this bet. So I think we pushed it up to 100 bucks. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I came away victorious. This is, That's the one bet I didn't really mind losing. Israel Adesanya looked fucking phenomenal. What an absolute sniper in the pocket of that guy. It's a striking sensation. Yeah, he did a really good job of picking his spots. Essentially, it seemed like his entire game plan was to absorb the first shot which is never really a good game plan, it worked but it him. worked for him. So he would take the first shot, and then he would counter back, and eventually, uh, halfway through the third, uh, second round, he, it, it was over. It was a, yeah, a, a counter right hook knocked uh, Robert Whitaker on his ass, and he countered up with some little ground and pound to finish the fight, and uh, the ref jumped in, stopped the fight. We got a new middleweight champion of the world, 185 pounds, one of the baddest men on the fucking planet. And I would say probably the biggest rising star in the sport right now. I couldn't agree more. Like we said last week, he's somebody who's taken a little while to get there. But I think right now you got to say he is the he's the Mac. He's the new Don. Conor McGregor's out. Israel Adesanya is in. They set the attendance record, 57,127. That's ridiculous. Woo. Jesus Christ, what an absolute crowd. The crowd was nuts. I'm not going to lie. When we, we were watching the fight together, Baines, and... Um, that kind of the camera angles from the crowd didn't look like the seats were kind of sitting flush on the ground. You know, it wasn't the nobody on the ground was able to see. The fight. <laughs> yeah, it was kind <laughs> of they were in the front five. It rows. was probably pretty cool to say you were there, but uh, honestly, being there, I don't know how good it really would have been. But Mar- Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, right? Marvel Stadium, Melbourne, yes, sir. You've been there a couple times. You said uh, I've been there once. Watch a rugby league game. It was pretty fun. It was not that kind of capacity. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. No. There, was, there was about twelve thousand people there when we were there. Yeah, but uh, it was all fun. Um, great night of fights, uh, undercard, um, well, just before that, before we get to the undercard, oh yeah, uh, a really hilarious moment with your boy, Paulo Costa in the crowd, (laughs) wearing his gold Gucci shirt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Israel giving him the Scotty too hottie suck my dick. That was pretty gangster. That was a WWE reference. I don't really know. Scotty too hottie. That was a nice one. Yeah, it was more of a DX thing, but uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, you know, that that was all. That was all the rage and grade too. uh, (laughs) Yeah, still is. If you guys don't know, Paula Costa is probably the next fight for the middleweight title. Um, absolute fucking Mexican supplement fucking guru, if you know what I mean right here. EPO, EPO. Oh, yeah. He likes the DHL. Um, He's fucking yoke. Look, he's about 235 pounds. Somehow makes it to 185 pounds. I oh, have yeah. no he idea how. He's fucking huge. Yeah. Um, he's the next fight. He was talking a little shit to our boy Israel. And uh, like like Bane said, that Gucci shoot, Gucci shoot, Gucci shirt probably cost $9,000. The most hideous thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'd run it. Yeah, you would. Uh, it says enough about you. The white shug knight. Um, it's good night of fights. You look very impressive. I digged it. It was good. I'll right. take. I'll take that. Are you, are you, laugh, are you laughing dope. at that processing through my head and just like me realizing that that's Justin, exactly what you look? Like? I know who Shug Knight is. 
El Shugador. Yep. We had an undercard Raging Ally Quenta versus Cole's buddy, uh, Dan Hooker. Um, no, I was all on the on the Aliquenta train. <laughs> oh, we lost those bets, didn't we? Yes, I lost both bets. Of Dan course. Herker looked good. He looked way bigger than Aliquenta. He looked one seventy five. Jeez, he's a big man. And just that reach advantage and his height, he looked really good. He looked crisp on his feet. Yeah, he's popping Al from the outside with that jab all night long. Al was trying to get in there and wrestle him, take him down. But uh, Hooker said, fuck you, basically, and was and popping him on the outside all night long. In that division, half of the contenders aren't even fighting right now. So, I mean, that should be a pretty good meteoric rise for him. Yeah. He's on a three-fight win streak, I think you said. Yes, sir. I believe he called it Dustin Poirier that fight, didn't he? Yes. The Diamond. The Diamond Cutter. Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, Diamond Dustin... Wants to fight Connor, doesn't want to fight Connor, nobody knows. But Dan Hooker would be a great fight because I think that if Hooker beats him, then he's a legitimate contender. A legit contender because I think he went into that fight as the number seven. I believe so. And I went to his five and he he handled him. Definitely pops him up in the rankings. Um, Gaethje or Poirier would be a fantastic fight for him. Uh, we don't know what Connor's doing. Uh, we think Khabib's going to fight Tony Ferguson. We, we're all praying for that fight anyways. By the way, sorry, did you see the video of Khabib this week swimming in a <laughs> frozen river? river, just swimming against the stream, and that was the way he was training? Yeah, Tony Ferguson says, hold my fucking beer. I'm going to the ocean swimming backpedaling right now in the Indian Ocean. Don't know why, but... In sunglasses. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. at night. That's how, that's how Tony runs that thing. Yeah. Um, we're, we're all, the MMA gods are uh, praying to make that fight right now. We really want to see that one. Um, yeah, good fight card. Pretty interesting fight. We all watched together, had a few beers, had a few bets, had a good time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. Speaking of bets, remember that bet that you and I made about the Seahawks and Rams? Yeah, I lost 20 bucks on that, too. Yeah, not, not a big loss, but, uh, you were, but you were on your way to winning that until I tactically you know I jinxed won. you. <laughs> We were sitting together on uh, comedy night at Darcy's, actually. Yes, sir, my friend. And we were watching the Seahawks game, which was going far too long. Jared Goff uh, actually playing not bad. I mean, a couple errant throws in the third quarter that cost his team, but the C- essentially the Rams get in field goal position. They have one of the best kickers in the league, Greg the Leg Zerline. <laughs> Uh, 43-yard kick, which is definitely inside his range. He kicks 50-yarders f- for a career. He has no problems with that. And Josh turns and looks at us and says, well, here's 20 bucks, and pulls 20 bucks out of his pocket. And I'm like, you little fuck. You're jinxing the <laughs> Don't fucking jinx him. And Josh looks at me with this little grin. <laughs> as Greg the Leg Zerline hooks it right. And I had to watch the fucking Seahawks win another game. What did I tell you, Baines? That that ball was snapped. I said, "There's no, I'm going to lose this bet. I don't fucking win bets. I know it's going to happen. And Power Man was even on on my side. He's like, no, no, I think I'm going to give you this money. It's over right now. It's a jinx. And no, Zerline. It was a tactical jinx. Zerline hooks it. Wide right. Wide left. Whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore. He missed it. Uh... It was, fun. it was a fun game to watch. I'll give you that. We, I enjoyed it watching you guys. Well, the as bar. much as you can have fun watching <laughs> the fucking Seahawks. and ugh. Russell yeah. Brand. Russell Crowe. Zero, zero. No. A whole lot of O's. Fuck that game. <laughs> what happened later that night was actually also pretty frustrating. Do we want to get into comedy night? Oh, yeah. I got a little rant. Oh, here we go. We really enjoyed the comedy show. Um, the comedians were awesome. Awesome. Your buddy Dylan was fucking... Um, 
these guys both told me their buddy Dylan's like, oh, pretty funny guy. He's going to be up on stage. Really impressed. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm sure he's fucking all right. No big deal. The guy came out and fucking absolutely blew my mind. This guy's going somewhere. I swear to God, people, watch out for this man. He was phenomenal. He's hilarious. His stage present, his facial expressions were amazing. The guy had me in stitches all night long. You said to me at the start you couldn't stand the way he came out, what he started doing, and then you you understood and started buying into it. I was in love with him. <laughs> I could not get over how talented that guy was, man. I was blown away. He's a big UFC guy. We should get him on for a card one time. I love sure that chat with him, disappoint. too. I'm, what I'm about to say next is I'm sure he'd be happy with what I'm about to say. There was two fucking drunk bitches right behind us very sharp faces um i wanted to smack the living piss out of both and be honest but i'm a gentleman i don't really do that well time to time in the bedroom maybe but that's a little different scenario only when you're asked to only right? i'm asked to right and uh, they were heckling just chatting shit i'm drunk i'm this i'm that i was like bitch no one gives a fuck um i wouldn't say they were heckling they're just being very um they were treating the comedy What's the show word, guys? like Sorry. it was. They were treating the show like it was a conversation. Yeah, they were having them, their their mediocre fucking bullshit chats about their fucking all those shoe jobs, making six dollars an hour like dumb infant fucks, um, interrupting the com the comedians had a fantastic night on stage, put on performance forever, you know, trying to you know they were there, they were trying to put on a show, everyone's trying to enjoy the show. These two stupid sharp ass bitches wouldn't shut the fuck up all night. There oh. were also two guys at their table who were just sitting with their backs to the stage and having their own conversation. Oh, those two guys are fucking piss ants. But the worst part the of it is them. that was a reserved table. You so had to reserve that in order to be sitting there. Those people had to go out of their way to reserve a table in order to fuck up the comedy show. I just felt bad for the comedians. I wasn't wanting to yeah. turn around and be a fucking asshole there. But I... You know, and I, they weren't the only ones either. The table just to the left of us... We're also doing the exact same fucking thing. Oh, that one dumb ass, that 110-pound white guy with that dumb watch. I wanted to smack the fucking piss out of him, I didn't even look at him because I, I don't think I could have handled myself He was a I fucking did. joke. I thought one of the funniest parts was Hanok Maressa, friend of the show, <laughs> got on stage and essentially just read off a text message conversation and then looked at the moderator and was like, have I fulfilled my contractual obligations? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the guy gave him a thumbs up. He's like, fuck you guys, and then left. He did yeah. not want to be there, and like, I understand why. That's a great way to end it if they're going to fuck around with you. Yeah I, yeah, I just felt bad for the comedians, guys. Um, they put on a great show. Me, Josh, and Cole really enjoyed ourselves trying to hang out and uh, you know give the guys some love and uh, appreciate what they're doing up there. It's a fucking tough gig. I thought I could be a comedian, honestly, once in a while. I saw those guys. I'm like, well, not a fucking chance. No. They'd absolutely crush I'd me. I'd lose my shit at no. shitty people. I'd have around. a mass anxiety attack and run off stage. And they said that that room was far from the worst that they've done. That room was fucking terrible. Which I, really I felt has embarrassed. to make you think like what it's like and... <laughs> One of the guys after was like, yeah, man, I mean, you go up to Port Alberni, it's like that in every fucking room. Like, That's yeah, fucked. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but, shout, uh, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Evan Mumford, too, for, like, taking the crowd to task when he came. He closed out the show, and he did I, – I know you weren't there for that part, but he just fucking ripped everybody down, and it was amazing. It was yeah, good, he eh? Did, he did yeah. 15 minutes of you, – you know, in, in comedy, there's crowd work. This was um, crowd <laughs> hatred, and <laughs> I was totally there for it. I loved it. Amazing, yeah. boys. Yeah. I did duck out a little early. I was so fucking rattled I had to leave, honestly. Those... Well, I had to leave the table. I was I was getting anxious. Yeah, well, I can't, you can't even focus on the, the set and, uh, like, understand it when the comedian's, like, put, telling a joke because you have this other conversation happening. Imagine how hard it is for them when they're trying to, like, build a premise you just hear yeah. <laughs> it was louder than that too. Oh, it was, it was, well, you yeah, know, you were there too, brother. I know we sound like a few dads right now. 
But <laughs> the moral of the story is, if you're in a comedy show, shut the fuck up. Thank you. Please yeah, shut the fuck it's up. It's not we, about we, you. We all pay for mission to see a comedy show that night, not here to cunts yaddle on all fucking night long. And uh, fuck Aldo. Yeah. Fuck Aldo. Well, that's a horrible transition into <laughs> what I'm about to say. I just wanted to shout out to my dad. Uh, he received today an honorary doctorate from University of Manitoba uh, for his outstanding service in the Canadian military. So... Uh, Dad, I'm very proud of you, very happy to be called your son, and uh, I know the real thing that you care about is that the Broncos have won their last two games, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll get down to brass tacks with that. Mr. Baines, congrats. Yeah, congratulations, Craigie B, or should I say re-admiral Baines. We love you. Uh, boys, lots of sports talk tonight, uh, lots of ranting, lots of yelling at each other. I think that's what that's makes That's the most hated podcast. that we've been, for yeah. sure. Uh, and I like that. I really enjoy myself. Well, well, hopefully we don't blow up a bunch of people's eardrums, but Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. They'll enjoy it. They'll have a good laugh. If it happens, it happens. But thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we're sorry we failed you by missing a week. And honestly, the people that texted us saying, where the fuck is the podcast? (laughs) We really appreciated it. Yeah, guys. Made you feel a little special inside. Thank you for paying attention. Yeah. Episode 19, the Joe Thornton episode. In the books. Jonathan Taves episode. Marcus Naslin episode. <laughs> we'll see who gets to the Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, we love you guys. Get at us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slide into my personal DMs. You Mine can just too. like find me on the street. I walk Jacqueline Road a lot. So. And, yeah. I, and if you guys have seen the Power Man around town too. Give him a ride. I if you see him. Uh, Offer him a ride. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like the walk. Yeah, he does. Yeah, good story. It's the only kind of fucking exercise I get anyway. Oh, I guess... One little tiny story from the weekend that I, right, that I can yeah. share. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting hammered downtown with the work friends on Friday night. Uh, I, evidently, I was early enough to get on a bus on which I promptly passed out. No. And then woke up to the bus driver telling me to get off the bus. And then getting off the bus, walking 10 feet, realizing that somehow I had my headphones on without my hat on. But I was wearing my hat when I got on the bus. I don't know what the fuck happened there, but uh, another day in the life of Blackout Josh. Where did your Where was your hat? I have no fucking idea. It's gone. Which hat was it? Just my Metropole hat. Oh, okay. Well, you yeah. can print another one of those. No. Nope. Well, they're very limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> what establishment did you guys start off at? Uh, uh, our workplace. We oh. had we had about uh, 250 dumplings and about 250 beers. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. The dumpling daddy. That sounds fantastic. One of our coworkers. Uh, encountered uh there was peanuts in the chili sauce we didn't know that he had a peanut allergy <laughs> so uh, is he dead no he oh. he came in he's like what are in the dumplings and they're like oh, i don't know like some pork and shit and he's like okay so he eats it dips it five minutes later he's like uh do you think there are any like peanuts in that chili sauce and we're like yeah for sure he's like oh yeah i guess i should probably go to the hospital so then he just left he didn't have an epi pen with him he did, but apparently it's, like, bad enough that it was better for him to just go to the hospital. Holy shit, he's all good? Oh, yeah, he's good now. Telling me you had a heavy weekend of partying, and the best story is you losing a hat and <laughs> some guy <laughs> overdosing on peanuts. <laughs> well, I guess... Wait, that wait, that's like in Trailer Park Boys where <laughs> Ricky goes into the school, and it's like, peanuts, a silent killer. He's like, how the fuck can a peanut kill somebody? It's not even a fucking person. <laughs> No, but seriously, come on. you got to give us some more heat. Yeah, that. okay. Uh, there's another one that just popped in my head. So me and my buddy, who's here from out of town, he uh, he actually just won an online poker tournament, and he's going to... Uh, Dan Bilzerian? 
Yes. <laughs> no names podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, no, he uh, he's getting air, airfare and hotels and his buy-in for this uh, tournament in L.A. this week. Oh, that's so nice, congratulations right? to him for that. But uh, you don't get good at poker without playing. So at about <laughs> at about three o'clock on Saturday night, after we've been getting after it since sorry. seven. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Three, like not three in the afternoon, three. Sorry, in the three a.m. Okay. <laughs> He's like, hey, do you want to go to the casino? And I'm like, <laughs> fucking, yeah, dude. <laughs> so we roll in, we get there about four o'clock because it takes a while to navigate our way there. Yeah. Uh, they're not even serving liquor anymore. Uh, but we sit down at the blackjack, the five, first of all, we sit down at the $10 blackjack table. And you're the, like, too rich for my blood. No, the dude was like, you know, we have a $5 table over there. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> so we get up and we move ourselves over there. And there's just two Chinese people sitting there. And they've already been playing for a while. We've done enough to China tonight. <laughs> well, God's plan. She, one of them came up and said, anybody else speak a Mandarin? <laughs> and we said, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went ahead and played blackjack for an hour until they shut us down. <laughs> And uh, I doubled my money. Yeah, buddy, ten bucks. Apparently, <laughs> I actually made it out of, made it out of there with seventy five, baby. That's dope. Living large, <laughs> and then I spent all of that the next day. <laughs> but it was good for a moment. Fuck well, that's a, yeah, that's a better story. It's always nice when you win. It's like all of Jeff's gambling stories are about him losing. Yeah, I mean, most of the things that are happening in my life right now are going down the toilet. So that was like a really good highlight for the night. And I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I can remember it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm Jeff. Any other stories? Or I'm good, brother. We're rocking right, and rolling. I got nothing, buddy. What about you, Cole? You got anything left for you? Nah, boys. Uh, all I can say is mount up. Mount up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean, earn you keep. Regulators! Mona! It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked select on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers